On the show today, we are joined by another modern-day Indiana Jones entrepreneur that has been traveling nonstop while growing his business for the past six years, Danny Flood. Danny is the founder of Open World Magazine and Podcast and the author of six books. What I really like about Danny is that he really takes traveling, adventure, productivity, and entrepreneurship to another level. The last time I saw him was in Thailand taking hot air balloon flying lessons. Today, Danny shares about his journey as an adventurepreneur, some of the crazy adventures he's been on, how he applies his adventurous mentality to being an entrepreneur, and his new book. Danny also shares an interesting perspective on growth hacking and some great tips on how he maximizes growing free time and adventure in his life. It's an incredible episode, and without further ado, let's welcome Danny Flood to the show. Welcome, Danny. How are you today? Hey, Chris. It's always good to connect with you. Uh, You're in Rio de Janeiro, is that right? I am. Where are you? I'm here in Thailand, uh, sweating my my chest off here, but uh, (laughs) loving life. It's a beautiful day. (laughs) What city are you in, or island, or village? Well, that's the thing. I can't go to the island. I try to stay away from the islands because then I can't focus at all. I, I don't want to be inside working. I just want to be on my scooter, you know, going from one beach or to mountain to another. So I'm actually in Hua Hin, which is three hours south of Bangkok. And I really like it here because it reminds me of home. You know, it reminds me of uh, Southern California and Mexico. It's quite dry and it's just, you know, really quiet and, and really convenient. So I, I like it here. I got beach on one side. I got mountains on the other side. There's a vineyard here. Uh, I got a really nice condo. Uh, sometimes the Wi-Fi is not too solid, but uh, that's the only caveat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad to have you on the show, Danny. I, I really enjoy talking to entrepreneurs of your caliber, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. I'm a big fan of entrepreneurs that are adventurepreneurs, adventure entrepreneurs, like you and Scott Brills. Well, I feel like I'm one of the same blood with you guys. You know, we take entrepreneurship to another level and we also take adventures to another level and we do dumb things like hike across countries and skydive in different countries and you know these sort of adventures and i'd love to hear kind of your background danny because i don't know all the adventures and all the businesses that you've been dabbling in we had scott on the show a few months back and we really get to get behind the scenes of his story and all the adventures that he's going on and i know in your open world magazine you feature quite a few of these adventurepreneurs too so let's just hear your story man and tell us how you got to the point that you are today yeah sure so i've always kind of been like a square uh peg and like a round hole you know never quite like fit into any kind of like community or organization i've always kind of been like an outlier and you know, I, I don't know. I like I, I don't like groups for some reason because I feel like I have to conform to the group, and I stay away from a lot of communities just for that reason. Like I don't even go to co-working spaces. I don't go to like a lot of events, you know, because I just feel like these groups are really insular. And like if I conform, like I lose my originality, I lose my uniqueness, and I, I can't be feel like I'm free or creative. And so I've always kind of been like this. I've always been a little bit like a kind of just hanging on the fringes of society, you know, like not quite an outcast, but just kind of like. You know, I would just rather be doing my own thing than going to school because school sucks, uh, you know, or sitting in class. So <laughs> uh, fast forward to, to today, somehow I managed to get an advertising degree from the Art Institute. I started as a freelancer and I started my own agency, uh, digital agency, and then over about three or four years I grew that and uh, I really wanted to go mobile. I was infatuated with this uh, adventurous lifestyle and I guess I was about six or seven years now 
six or seven years ago now, and I've just been fully nomad. And I sold that digital advertising agency because I got really bored with the work. So I sold it to one of our, our vendors, and um, and then I started writing a book. So now I'm fast forward to today. I'm the best-selling author of five books on Amazon. I have another book on the way. And uh, now I just mostly focus, I write about uh, life and business hacks and really just try to make useful things, you know, that uh, people need. And I've worked with uh, over 100 clients now up until this point, mainly doing marketing and growth hacking, um, you know, built some of my client businesses from, from scratch, basically, and helped them to get to six figures, seven figures. Um, and all while traveling the, the globe, you know, I've been traveling and living abroad for, like, say, like I said, six or seven years now. And I really like, you know, really long overland trips, like motorcycle trips. I, I crossed like, uh, Cambodia and Vietnam on a motorcycle. I've, I bicycled across Mexico and, uh, you know, done some things in South America, like, you know, explored some of the Amazon and, uh, I rented a sailboat and, you know, sailed around the South China Sea, a bunch of islands and stuff. So, I really like to take on those adventures because it just kind of provides like a, a new perspective on life and really kind of just shakes me up. And I just feel like I'm face to face with the raw essence of life. Uh, oh, I love how you describe that. What's your top three adventures that you've been on, Danny? Um, well, you know, I guess if I have to look back, like I really like um, focusing on some kind of skill learning. Like I really enjoy learning. And so I find that travel really accelerates that learning curve for me. Like, I, I don't learn at all if I'm not motivated. You know, when I was back home in California, like, I tried studying Mandarin Chinese, and I got nowhere. But when I was in Taiwan, like, I pick it up really fast. So I like, I like learning languages. Um, I studied tango dancing when I was in Buenos Aires. You know, Tim Ferriss Jr. here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But also, like, you know, I studied, you know, Muay Thai in, in Bangkok when I first arrived there. And... Um, now I'm, I, I do street dancing actually, and, and I, I love street dancing. So I've, I'm recording videos in different cities around the globe. You know, when I have the nerve to do it, when I'm not feeling shy, and um, and, and I so I, I love learning. You know, I just love learning new skills. I just feel like um, I can reinvent myself. And you know, traveling is really the ultimate education, it's the ultimate chance for reinvention. So for me, like I just love learning new things. I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. And now you're publishing a, an online magazine and podcast that features a lot of adventurepreneurs and entrepreneurs that have really taken on their life and taken things to the next level. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Open World Magazine? Yeah, sure. So after I um, you know, closed up shop on my advertising agency, it was called Lava Link, and um, I wanted to write a book and I wanted to kind of give back. I wanted to influence more people because I felt like it didn't matter except to my clients, you know, that's all my work mattered to. And um, so I wanted to write a book and then you know, I, I interviewed all these really people who inspire me, you know, they sh- there's a saying that your network should always out earn you, you know, so you should surround yourself with people who are more successful than you, like, you know, a few levels above you. And so like I went out and found these people and you know, really pick their brain. And I just felt like, you know, my whole reality shifted, my paradigm changed. And I realized, you know, what was actually capable. And for me, that was the most empowering experience ever. When I, especially when I started to travel and I realized like, there are so many interesting people out in the world. You know, I met them when I was in Argentina and Brazil and, you know, when I went to Thailand. And I wanted a resource to kind of collect all of these stories. So after I finished that book, I wanted to keep it going. I started this blog and, um, you know, just I set like a minimum requirement. I just wanted to post once per week and do one podcast per week, and uh, I've stuck with it for three years now. Um, 
it hasn't always been easy to maintain a podcast while being a nomad. Uh, I, I was trying to do a podcast this morning, and the only room I could get like a strong Wi-Fi signal and a quiet room to sit in was in the kitchen of this guest house, and there were like 20 mosquitoes in there. So I was doing this <laughs> podcast interview with these mosquitoes like floating all around me, you know, trying to swat them away. So it's not always, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes it's uh, sitting in a darkly lit room trying to get a strong connection while mosquitoes are attacking you. <laughs> I've actually, I haven't admitted to anybody this yet, but a few people know that I've done this. I've actually had to put like blankets over my head during podcasts because there's so wherever I was podcasting, there was so much outside noise and I couldn't find a place to do a quiet podcast. So I'll get a blanket or a comforter and like throw it over my head and over the computer while I do the podcast to minimize the outside noise. I know exactly how you feel. Danny, I want to ask you now, you mentioned surrounding yourself with people that are smarter or that are at a higher level than you. And I'm a big advocate of this. And I wonder if you can give some recommendations. And now it doesn't matter if somebody's a beginner, five figure, six figure, seven figure, eight figure earner. There's always a way where they can increase or improve their network and surround themselves with people that are playing a game of life at a level that they want to grow to. And so I'm wondering if you can give some suggestions other than, you know, doing the interviews on the magazine and the podcast on how you do that. Yeah, sure. So it's really amazing, you know, like sometimes I'll listen to an interview or I'll see someone be featured and I'm just in awe of that person. (laughs) (laughs) And, and then it's like, and you know, and then like fast forward, like six months later, a year later, and they're like a good friend of mine or they're like, we're doing business together, you know? And, and now like, so one of those people, like I just, I'm talking to him on Facebook right now because he's, he's hired me for a bunch of stuff for his business. And I help him with manage a lot of his social media marketing, growth hacking stuff. Um, he's come to depend on me now. Uh, and so, like, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I find these inspirational people. I don't have, like, a system where I find them. Um, it is kind of like, you know, if you, if you look, then they, they come to you. And, um, I mean, there's people doing inspirational things everywhere. And, and thanks to the Internet, I mean, it's so easy to connect with them. Uh, actually, you know, a big part of what I do with uh, social media marketing and growth hacking is about reaching out to these people and doing outreach. Um, so we, we've done all kinds of campaigns where we've run on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, you know. Uh, so, God, I could, I, could go, I could go down a rabbit hole right now. <laughs> I don't know if I should keep um, No, go. But please, just, please do. Go ahead. Yeah, it's so easy to connect with people. You know, I'll just give you the short answer. Like, you know, if, if anything you, you want to look for, you can find people, you can search via hashtags, you can see who the movers and shakers are. Um, you know, Facebook groups are, are really great. You can find uh, influential people in Facebook groups, you know, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and you can reach out to all these people. So, like, if I was using a tool like uh, Mass Planner, for example, which is what I rely on pretty heavily, um, I can scrape, you know, hundreds of people using a certain hashtag, for example, and then I can reach out to them, you know, saying like, hey, I want to connect, uh, and I want to interview on my podcast, or I want to feature you in my book that I'm writing. And uh, it only takes me a few minutes to do that. Uh, so I'm actually a really big fan of technology. I'm a big fan of automation, and I've actually kind of become known for that in some circles. Uh, and I've helped people like Scott Brills, who you mentioned, to kind of set up some of these automation systems. So I've, I've always really thought of myself as a systems engineer. Um, but then I, I do a lot of things manually, and then I, I try to get like a, a good grasp of what I'm doing, and then I'll try to find a way that I can scale it or create some automation because I'm really, I'm really right-brained. You know, I'm not really organized, I guess. 
Yeah. So like if I, I might do something and then I, I might forget to continue doing it. So I I kind of substitute for that by setting up like automation in its place. That's something that can happen regularly on a consistent basis. Danny, and while you were talking, I just had a, a flashback because we could use the example of how we met to help other entrepreneurs that are listening to connect with people. So I had a roommate. I set up the first entrepreneur house. My roommate was Gregory Deal, who was on your podcast. And we were chatting one day, and he mentioned you, he was on your podcast. And I said, well, who's Danny Flood? And he sent me to your links, and I was like, ah, oh, I like this guy. So then I reached out to you about you know, just kind of connecting with you and possibly doing a mutual article or podcast or something. And you invited me to write an article for Open World Magazine, and I did. And then we stayed in touch, but we didn't meet for probably a year or so after that, and we met in Chiang Mai last fall. And I remember this, and we were trying to get together while we were in Chiang Mai, and you said, you know, I got I think you were taking lessons to fly a hot air balloon. Was that correct? that's true yeah so i was like you want to hang out this day and you said no i gotta do my lessons for this hot air balloon and i was riding my scooter on the outskirts of chiang mai and i look up and i see this hot air balloon early in the morning i'm like maybe that's danny flying in his hot air balloon and (laughs) i think i messaged you and it wasn't you it was a different time as some other hot air balloon you know that's one way to essentially just reach out to people and connect and one thing i do is offer win-win situations like you mentioned um yeah i'd love to write an article for your magazine yeah i'd love to have you on my podcast this sort of thing and podcasting is great and you know having an online magazine is great too because you have a medium for people to work with and to connect with and then if somebody, if you invite somebody to be on a podcast, they're flattered. They're absolutely flattered because who doesn't want to be interviewed and talk about themselves and their success to share with others? Most people really jump to that opportunity. Uh, no, I, I remember those days well, though, in Chiang Mai, because I was getting up every day at 4.30 in the morning uh, to get out there to the hot air balloon fields <laughs> and help them. And uh, I, do not rem- I do not recall that part uh, sweetly, uh, getting up so early and then still coming back, you know, and I'd get back about 8 a.m. and then I'd have to go to work, you know, and just have to go about my day. <laughs> but I couldn't, like, you know, go out with you guys as much as I wanted to. So you decided to take lessons. And, and tell me about this because this is intriguing. I've never met anybody that's done this. You decided to take lessons to learn how to fly the hot air balloon. Is that right? Yeah, well, I was basically working in the cruise, you know. So I just sent them an email. I did a Google search on, you know, hot air balloons in Chiang Mai. And there's only one company there. Uh-huh. And... And yeah, I just said, you know, hey, I'm, I want to learn about this. So I'm willing to volunteer for you guys. And so for about two months, I did that. And they basically told me that it would take me like two years of doing this before I could pass the pilot's test. And and so like I still want to do it, you know, because my dream is to to fly around the world in a hot air balloon. Wow. Uh, but then some of my goals, you know, I, I'm not ready to implement today, I guess you could say. Yeah. So most most of my goals are within the next month or two. Um, but I have a lot of goals and so some are longer term. This is one of the longer term ones. And, and part of what I, what I try to do is I, I want to see how can I take these skills, you know, that they tell me is going to take two years to learn. How can I learn it like in two or three months, you know, and try to reverse engineer from uh, a finished result. And I've actually written quite a bit about this in, in my book, uh, Buy Your Own Island and on my blog where, uh, I, I talk about Josh Whiteskin. He was a child prodigy. And um, I think the book is called The Art of Learning. Yeah, Josh, Josh Whiteskin, The Art of Learning. And uh, it's about Bobby Fischer. And so the way that he learned how to become a master at chess at such a young age was that 
uh, he was taught the closing moves. You know, he was taught how to checkmate the king first, whereas most people, you know, learn how to move their pawns first, and they learn how to move the knights, they learn how to control the center of the board. Mm. And I feel like that's the way that most people do things, you know. And I find that there's kind of like a trap here where people spend years working their way up through the ranks, and they feel like that's the way they have to do it. And I don't think it's like that way, because I, I think a lot of people, like entrepreneurs especially, digital nomads, you know, all of us in these communities, like, we kind of become addicted to the struggle. We kind of resonate with having an identity. And the identity means more to us than the actual outcome. You know, so, so when I wrote my first book, like I wanted to call myself an author because I, you know, I could impress so many chicks because I was an <laughs> author. And I didn't sell very many copies of that book, you know, because I wasn't results oriented. And so I find that's a trap. And, you know, I don't mean to sound like a, a douche here because I've fallen into this trap a bunch of times myself. And so it's a mistake that I've made a lot of times. And, and so now I'm just, I'm like ruthlessly efficient. And that's why I focus so much on hacking things because I want to find the leverage points. I want to find the, the people who are the best at what they do and then find how we can duplicate that. And, and so part of what I do is not only duplicating that for myself, but then helping other people to achieve similar results. Danny, what are some of your short-term goals for the next one, two, three months right now? Yeah, well, I have a bunch of uh, business goals. I have them written down in my uh, notebook here, so I'll just pull it out. Um, yeah, so I mean, I have a bunch of business goals. Like, I want to. I have another book that I'm publishing. Uh, I'm I'm trying to break into affiliate marketing, so I have an affiliate marketing website that I've set up. Uh, I'm trying to get more clients for my productized service. So I started a productized service yesterday, uh, last year, and it's been booming actually. Uh, I got about uh, eleven or twelve clients for that, and um, so I have certain goals for that. I have, um, and then, so I have certain goals for like the book launch, for example, like I want to do a public speaking tour for the book launch. I want to try some new things for the book launch because I've launched five books and every time I want to do a little bit better, you know, I want to do maybe 15 to 20% better and, um, I have a bunch of lifestyle goals, you know, so I'm, I'm have a bunch of new countries I want to visit. I just came back from Brunei. Uh, next month I'll go to, to Burma for the first time. And um, I want to create more street dancing videos because I love dancing. And um, eventually I'd like to set a, a Guinness world record for the longest solo street dance. But I probably have to go for like two and a half days. So oh, wow. I don't know exactly how I'll get that one done yet. But I'll probably interview someone who's like an ultra endurance coach or something on my podcast and then pick his brain for an hour to see how this might be feasible. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a great hack to get a lot of coaching and learning done. If you want to learn something, um, start a podcast about it and then have those professional people on your podcast. And then bottom line, I mean, I've learned so much from having podcast guests, just being an entrepreneur and being a growth hacker and being everything. I'm learning amazing things from this podcast. And if you want to learn something, you can start a podcast for free. And maybe you don't have the money or the funds yet or don't want to invest thousands upon thousands of dollars for this coach, then just invite them on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And there's all kinds of hacks here. I mean, I can go in a bunch of different directions, but, you know, I'm a big fan of self-appointment. You know, like don't wait for other people to give you credentials, you know, just take charge. And with a podcast, for example, like psychology is working in your favor. Like you said, it's a great hint. You know, no one's going to say no to being interviewed on a podcast unless they're, you know, Elon Musk or... Richard Branson or something like this. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is like, you know, if you're an author, for example, if you're an author, you're considered an expert and you know, that's a credibility booster. And so you can get on a lot of podcasts simply by writing a book. It's much easier to promote a book than to promote a business. 
So I've been on over 50 podcast interviews in you know last like two years, and you know being an author always helps me to land bookings. And um, you know going in another direction. So you know we're talking about learning from podcasts, and you know don't don't just learn and you know consume information, but don't implement any of it. You know make sure you always implement at least one thing. If you're gonna listen, if you're gonna listen to the podcast interview like this for an hour, implement at least one thing from that interview. And if you really want to learn things very quickly, you should teach things. You know, so if I'm gonna do a public speaking tour, for example, I'm not gonna teach. I don't want to teach something that I already can do is like second nature to me. I want to teach something that I want to learn about. You know, so um, like we were talking before this call, like we were talking about viral gamification, this this tool called Q, and how it can help uh, product launches go viral. So I only know a little bit about that. But I want to give presentations about that because that will force me to learn a lot faster. And we retain about 90% of the information that we teach. So, <clears throat> you know, if, if you really want to learn, teaching is the best way. And sometimes teaching is just, you know, writing a blog post about something you, you're learning. Uh, it could be sharing an article with a friend, you know. Uh, but, but find some way to teach. And it forces you to become an expert in that faster. And it's also a way that you can kind of implement on some of the information you find. Danny, I'm curious. I want to know how you balance your time. Because you're involved in so many things. You have the magazine, you have the podcast, you have productized service, you have clients or, or your coaching that you're doing, you're involved in all these adventures and you're traveling. What are some ways that you keep all that in balance and keep moving ahead? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of strange because sometimes I feel like I'm really busy and then sometimes I feel like I'm really lazy. <laughs> you know, okay. I had nothing to do. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of hovering between these two extremes. Um, and, and I think it's, it's strange because, you know, some things I, like I don't have to do um, but I just feel like I should do them. And, um, like, I don't know, like, I feel like when I create systems, uh, it kind of frees me. So especially when I rely on like, um, automation or outsourcing, and that was a big part of, you know, the, my, my first business, my agency, when I was working like two hours a day, 10 hours a week was I had, you know, certain things automated. I had certain things outsourced, you know, so we had partners like, uh, who created these link networks. I'm sure you're familiar with the link network for SEO. And, you know, basically I could put a client on this link network and then they would shoot up to the top of the results for some really competitive keywords in these local niches. And, you know, I didn't have to do anything, you know. And I had a, a writer in the Philippines, uh, sorry, in Thailand, um, you know, who wrote articles dirt cheap for to create content for these blogs. And, you know, like I, so I, my clients were happy, you know, my partners were happy because I was sending them business and I'm just in the middle, you know, making a profit from this. And it's like, you know, is there something wrong with it? Well, no, I mean, everybody's happy. So, uh, <laughs> so I didn't have to work very much, you know? Um, but because I created, you know, a system that produced results, uh, you know, everybody was happy. Very cool. And, and so that's kind of the same thing now, you know, so I'm, I have other systems set up, but they're, you know, entirely different, um, but it's just things that, you know, little things like this that bring me a lot of leverage. Yeah. Danny, I want to talk social media growth. So you're doing pretty well for yourself. 33,000 followers on Instagram, 4,000 or so on Facebook, and 19,000 on Twitter. So I'm curious because this is something that I continually work on. And Facebook has been incredibly unfavorable for me lately on my Facebook page. So I'm kind of curious on what are some hacks or what are some things that you do to grow your social media? Um, oh, boy. <laughs> well, I've, I've been writing a book, as I said, and it's, I've written like probably 40,000 words or more on this. Uh, so I guess I'll start from the, 
strategic standpoint, um, I think it really you really need to start out like you know determining what your objective is before you start just like automating everything and you know reverse engineering from you know point of conversion, determining what that is. Hold on one second, I'm pulling up some notes here because I'm going to overwhelm myself here. Uh, <laughs> So, so first of all, like you have to be clear on what the goal is, you know. So growth, just for the sake of growth, is not what you want. You don't want to scale up something if you're missing the target, and you know it's it's really hard because I feel like I have to lecture my clients sometimes because they just want fast results. They don't want to take the time to get things right all the time. Um, so in the marketing triangle, this is a concept created by Dan Kennedy, who's a marketing author. Uh, you have three M's. There's market, message, and media. And so media applies to you know different forms like Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know Facebook, things like this. Message is the message that you deliver, and market is making sure that you're getting the targeting right. And so when you get these strings, three things right, like you can do really well. If you're sending the right offer to the right target and you're using the right medium effectively, then you can get very good results. And part of what I do is I help people to uh, market themselves in a way that doesn't cost money. Obviously, they, if they want me to do it, they pay me for it. Uh, but I don't have to pay Facebook a dime, and I create strategies that I don't have to spend any money on advertising, but I get better results than most people who do paid ads. And <clears throat> so, like, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing, you know. So I try to find like experimental marketing tactics where there's no blog post written about it yet, there's no ebook that talks about how to do this, and then I'll kind of create my own system. And I'm actually share a lot of these systems in the book. So, uh, you know, one thing that's been working really well is I use a tool like Mass Planner, for example, and you know, this is kind of gray hat because it's automation, and I, I love automation, so I don't feel anything wrong about it. Um, but what you can do is you can use a tool like Mass Planner to scrape, you know, thousands of people from different Facebook groups, or you can scrape from keywords or hashtags or followers of accounts, and you can start reaching out to all these people via direct message. And so that's something that we've been using very effectively. If you find like a targeted group on Facebook. Uh, you can start messaging every single person in that group. Um, you know, so I, I'll send maybe like 20 to 25 messages per day, uh, and I'll just say, you know, hey, I noticed that we're both a member of the Instagram Marketing Mastermind group, or the Freedom Loving group, or Freedom Junkies group, or something. You know, what's uh, what are your results been with your online business? You know, what have your results been with Instagram? Um, and then you'll see the conversation. Well, the conversation can go in four different paths. So either they don't respond, they don't receive a message. They accept your request. I, I archive those. And then the conversation goes in two different paths. So either they say, oh, yeah, I'm doing great with Instagram. I've had a lot of success. Or they might say, oh, I'm really struggling. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have the time for it. I, I don't know how to grow my account. And so I've just discovered a need there. And so when I discover that need, I realize that, okay, this is a person is a potential prospect. And then so I'll file them away into one category. And then other people like to say, oh, well, it's been going great. Well, um, you know, they might be a person that I can bounce ideas off of or, you know, somebody that I can connect with or partner with or do a share for share with. So just by sending like these direct, really personal messages where I'm not really, I'm not selling anything, I'm not promoting anything. It's a very top of funnel activity where I'm just building connections. It's been very powerful. And one of my biggest goals, like to make myself really succeed at a high level in 2017 is I want to fail more often uh, because I, I was reading, I was watching this interview with uh, Benny Lewis. He has a website fluent in three months and he says if you want to learn faster you need to make at least 200 mistakes a day uh, so I need to do something 200 times wrong and that makes it impossible to fail at anything so I'm, I'm not at the point yet where I'm failing 200 times a day but I'm definitely doubling 
the rate at which I fail more often. And so this is just one of the ways that I can fail more often. Uh, another way I can fail more often is by like trying to speak Thai with people, you know, making mistakes when I speak in their language. Uh, so, so to make myself advance faster, I'm trying to make more of these efforts, you know, where failure is highly likely. And it act, interestingly enough, like this helps me get closer to my goal. Wow, that's incredible, Danny. Let's jump into your new book. Danny's writing a book on growth hacking, and he wants to share a little bit about that. So tell us, man, what's it going to be? Tell us some of the juicy details inside the book. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I just shared one tactic with you guys, so I hope that was helpful. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, and so there's a bunch of great stuff in the book. Um, you know, part of my frustration with a lot of the growth hacking stuff out there uh, and a lot of marketing psychology stuff out there. Like, I've done a lot of research. I've been studying marketing for a decade now, where I've been reading one marketing book per week. You know, Claude Hopkins, uh, David Ogilvy, uh, Dan Kennedy, all these people. And, you know, there's some good books out there, some, a lot of great content. But then a lot of people have, have trouble, you know, making this stuff practical and applicable. And so part of, and on the flip side, you know, you have these growth hacking blogs and books where they just kind of give you like these little tips where, oh, you change your email signature and you'll get more conversions or, you know, do this little one thing. And, you know, like it's just kind of a lot of shiny objects. So what I try to do in this book is kind of create some really broken down processes, some steps that teach you exactly how to implement these marketing systems in your business to basically give you a life of freedom, you know, live like the kind of life that Chris, Scott and myself live you know, because that's really the goal here. And um, so I have a bunch of, I have over 13 chapters I've written now. I've got some great experts who have written, uh, made contributions to this. Um, everything from product launches and crowdfunding to hacking Twitter, hacking Amazon, um, automating your lead generation through social media, uh, you know, other, other hacks, which I, I don't want to go into here. <laughs> Um, and, and other things, you know, psych, psychology hacks, you know, how to hack press and PR, how to become an internet celebrity, you know, things like this and actual like broken down steps that we have actually implemented with success that other people can duplicate that we are duplicating for our clients. And I've really worked quite long and hard for this on this book. It's, it's been quite a struggle to kind of, uh, curate everything and organize it all. But I, I assure you there's a lot of actionable insights, a lot of actionable tactics, and really hope that it makes a difference and learn something new or hopefully 10 or 20 new things. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And that's going to come out here in a few weeks. The exact date hasn't been set yet, but we'll definitely post it up with a link for those listeners that want to check out Danny's book. Danny, any farewell thoughts or mentions before we sign off? Uh, is this where I have to say something deep or profound? If you want to. <laughs> if not, you can just say, no, I'm done, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I just uh, summarize some of the things that we, we talk, chatted about. I mean, uh, we talked about you know, reverse engineering, um, how important that is, using leverage points and identifying leverage points and some of the ways that you can find leverage points. I mean, you know, learning is obviously probably the best skill that you can have. Um, you know, learning how to learn better is probably the best investment you can make. And... And one of the ways you can do that, like you, you suggested, is you know starting a podcast, for example, and interviewing the best people that you can find, uh, and you know going directly to the source, you know finding the best people and picking their brain, and um, and then when you, as soon as you can, you know create systems, you know find leverage points and create systems, uh, you know don't be afraid to 
offload the difficult tasks to uh, use the tools, you know, even if they're gray hat or if you need to hire a VA to do things that you don't like, um, that's what will really free you. And uh, what else? Am I missing anything here? <laughs> um, no, just your book, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and check out check out my book too. So, uh, probably by the time you, you are about to launch this episode, it'll be ready. Um, I'm just I'm such a perfectionist, and I, I I've been kind of nervous to to send it out to the world because I've been working on it for a while. Uh, but I, I, I'm sure that you're going to find a lot of value in it. We have a lot of um, resources and tools and software you can use. I also have five other books that you might find useful uh, related to hacks. I have one. Uh, one was a book on sleep hacking, which uh, I think anyone can benefit from. I have a book on uh, hacking email, which is like email outreach and marketing outreach with a lot of psychology in there. And then I have another book called Buy Your Own Island, which has a lot of interviews with people who are living out their dream lifestyles. And the, the goal of the book is to inspire you to do the same. Very cool. And did you mention a title for the new book, Danny? I have a few titles that I'm bouncing around in my head, but uh, I'm not quite in love with any of them. Okay. So, okay, so I've, I've written like 10, 12,000 words on how to hack Amazon Kindle in this book, and I have a confession to make. I'm actually like not following my own advice because I'm <laughs> part, of, part of what I suggest in that chapter is you know, research the market first so you know exactly what you want to write about, how you want to package the book first. And so I've, I've kind of started this book with, like, a lot of different ideas that I had that I've been trying to patch together. And now I'm trying to, like, see, like, okay, how am I going to, you know, package and present this, which is not what I recommend in that book. <laughs> so you can't – but I, I don't – you don't always have to follow all the rules, you know. So it, it's really what you feel, you know, what you feel in your gut, like you want to do. And, and so that's what I'm doing. Gotcha. Makes sense. Danny, if the listeners want to reach out to you, where's the best place they can find you? You can uh, search me at Danny Flood. You can find my books. You can probably find me on Facebook as well. I'm sure if you're friends with Chris and some of the others in our network, then we probably have like 40 or 50 mutual friends. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can find the blog and the podcast. Go to openworldmag.com. And uh, you can reach out to me, Danny, at openworldmag.com if you have any questions or you'd like to get in touch. Excellent. Danny, I want to give you a huge thank you for coming on the show, my man. Thanks for sharing all your tips and tricks and all your wisdom with us. We really appreciate you taking your time to join us today. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you. It's always fun chatting with you. Yeah, likewise. And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. We really appreciate your time as well. And we will sign off and see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day-to-day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. 
contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.